Hello and welcome back to another episode of Zap. My name's Beck. And my name's Jono. And Zap was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. And so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure by finding weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it and we make segments somewhat loosely related to it. And Jono, I just wanted to wish everyone a very happy National Banana Bread Day. So I encourage everyone to get back into the lockdown spirit (laughs) and (laughs) start making some banana bread. I know we all can do it now. So (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Banana bread, chuck a few walnuts in there. Ooh, that's fancy. That is so nice. And also, I feel like banana bread is genuinely underappreciated because if if your bananas are sitting there too long and you're like, I ain't going to eat that banana, (laughs) you can make banana bread and suddenly... Like you, you get rid of that food waste and True. have delicious banana bread. So you're giving bananas yourself, a second life. Yeah, giving yourself you're, you're <laughs> recycling bananas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so get some banana bread happening. And as a matter of fact, it's also national. Oh no, not not even national. It is just straight up real bread week. Um, real so bread. <laughs> does do you think? Actually, this is an interesting question. Is banana bread real bread? That's oh, the question. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> You're gonna say no. I'm gonna be firm okay. And say no. It's not bread. Well, I wouldn't have a sandwich. Yeah, with no, that's true. Bread. That yeah. is true. It's not bread. But would you consider raisin bread to be bread? Yes. Yes, and yeah. in the same vein, is carrot cake cake? Yes. Yes, I actually agree. I don't know why they <laughs> posed that question. I think it's uh, fairly plain. I said it, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a pretty easy answer. Um, <laughs> you were saying it like so mysteriously, like, hey, yeah, I got I'm you like, with this one. Is, is it? it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, but before we jump into our news today, our, our opening story, we have some results from last week's Ooh, game, which was exciting. just an odd game. Um, I think in the end, I. So what happened is on in the recording, <laughs> I explained this. <laughs> how this game worked it, like for six minutes. I'm pretty sure it was a lengthy explanation, <laughs> and I first explained how Family Feud works, um, <laughs> and then said, "Now forget that. This is yes. how this game works." And so in the in the edit, I am like, "This is this is dumb." So I I just cut the four minutes of Family Feud talk because I'm like, "Oh great, Dan using the Australian one." <laughs> I was really filling up time. Oh, that's Um, so funny. (laughs) Yeah, it was so unnecessary. Um, But yeah, so we we did a quiz in which we didn't have the scores for it uh, last week. So we answered some some questions Mm. that are pretty topical, uh, that are pretty divisive as well. Um, And we got our opinions and then we put it to the lovely people of zap um to give us their thoughts on it and the aim of the game was to see uh who who i suppose that our audience agrees with most was yes. was the aim of that game and so now the polls are they're closed um you can't put in <laughs> answers anymore and we have the results and i it's quite interesting um to say the least i would say and the first one surprised me so much. Okay. Now, the, the first question was the big question, is pineapple, should it go on pizza? Yes. Uh, and, Beck, you're firmly a believer in pineapple on I pizza. Sure am. Um, I am. I'm, I'm an abhorrer of uh, <laughs> pineapple on pizza. It is an abomination. But 72% uh, 
of our audience said hell yeah to pineapple on oh, pizza. Yes, that is hell yeah, like and only twenty eight said absolutely not, which is crazy. Ooh. And we got like seventy um, votes on most of these. Oh wow! So we got quite thanks, a few guys. people coming in <laughs> and voting. So yeah, thanks for thanks for yeah. joining in. Um, and so yeah, that was you. You got seventy two points for that one. I got twenty eight. Oh, so the yeah. next one. Um, the big question, this is actually quite a big one, especially in Australia, I found. Um, the next one is, where do you store tomato sauce? Mm-hmm. In the fridge or in the cupboard? And we had 70% of our audience saying, in the fridge is the no way to store way. it. No way. I thought 70%, pantries I, I thought was way be more, more split. popular. Yeah. I, and I, yeah, I would have thought it'd be more split, but I, I'm firmly on the side of fridge for the win. Um, this is rigged. This is rigged. <laughs> um, and so for that one, uh, 70% said in the fridge. So I got 70 points. Becky, you got 30. Ooh, okay, then we're evening out here. We are evening out uh, pretty quickly, actually. The yeah. next one um, is one we agreed on, actually, and it was socks or sandals, yay or nay. And um, I'm surprised about how many people said yay on this one. It was 63 to 37% oh, yes. um, of people saying yes. It's a fashion icon, uh, and a lot of people are just like, fashionable listeners. <laughs> we do. We have fashionable listeners. 60% of our listeners are fashionable. <laughs> so, you hear uh, that, if 30%. Any, <laughs> if any fashion brands want to get in touch with us, we have 60% fashionable <laughs> listeners. We'll, oh we'll take gosh. the sponsorships. That's like our tagline, so, zap the podcast. 60%, 60% fashionable listeners. <laughs> 63% fashionable. Uh, so we both got 63 points on that one. Um, the next one uh, was like astounding i was i've talked to a lot of people about this and it's from the people i know it's pretty mixed about which is the best milk flavor now um there was there was a bit of talk about this because you are a chalky milk uh lover you like chalky milk however you decided for the purpose of the quiz that you would say strawberry because it depends on your mood and if you're feeling strawberry or chalky milk um again i have a strong opinion on this <laughs> and I'm like no no way to strawberry milk chalky milk's the way to go and 73% of people said chalky milk is the way to go what? with only 27 saying strawberry milk which is again more than I was expecting leaning one particular way yeah that's a um, big jump yeah huge I kind of thought so... it would be more 50-50 which is why I felt quite comfortable with my strawberry <laughs> milk bet I was like all right all right it's going to be fairly equal but that's yeah, very interesting. Okay. Yeah, that one's that one's um not done you too well. No. Um, so you've got twenty seven <laughs> points on that one. No. I've got seventy three. Okay. Okay. The, the next one was the most split by far, and I was expecting to lose out big time on this one. And it is summer versus winter. And um, with Becky, you're falling on the summertime. Yes. Um, and I'm definitely a cold winter months kind of guy. Um, but it was. It was so close. When I uh, looked at it uh, sort of midway through, it was about 50. It was exactly 50 Actually, 50, yeah, because I voted as well. Just trying to give myself some extra points. Yeah, I voted as well too. <laughs> okay, <yeah>. good. <laughs> and yeah, when I voted, it was bang on 50-50. And the final results of it came out 52% oh, to 48%. Which way? In favour of summer. Yes. Summer won out by 2% of through. the votes. <laughs> just pulled through for summer, uh, okay. which is fair enough. Um, yeah. That's that's what people like. And so you got 52 <laughs> points out of that one. I got awesome. 48. Next one uh, was another one we agreed on, which is, is pizza a pie? And we said, like, 
maybe technically, but it doesn't feel like a pie. Yeah. So we, we both, we, we agreed, nah, that's no, that's not a pie. Yeah. Um, and this one was overwhelming. Like, I thought there'd be some sticklers for tradition and uh, an Italian pizza pie, uh, <laughs> but 92% of people said no. Wow. That is not a pie, uh, with only 8% saying definitely that is a pie. So we go. both got 92 there. And then the last one, which we also agreed on, uh, but we agreed in the minority here, which <gasps> is that green lollies um, should be either apple flavored or lime flavored. We're both on the side of lime yeah, here. I sure. think lime's a fantastic flavor. Um, and it's like a good, I reckon it's the best of the citrus flavors. It that really might be is. a hot take. Um, because lemon, I don't know. There's oh, too much actually, lemon. Actually, no, I the... do love lemon. I agree too. Oh, quickly. okay. I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> no, I love I lemon think... Mentos. So yummy. Oh, lemon yeah. Skittles. No, that, that's fair. That's yummy. fair. Lemon I think, sherbets. I think yummy. lemon's a bit <laughs> oversaturated, though. I don't think there's there's you can't too say little a fruit lime. Is oversaturated. <laughs> Like like the market, there's too much lemon flavored <laughs> stuff. Is more what oh, I mean. Oh right, right. <laughs> like, Not... It's just being. You can't <laughs> tell a lemon it's oversaturated for just being a lemon. <laughs> like... For being a lemon. Um, sorry, but back to the yeah. poll. Um, sixty six percent of people said apple should uh, be the flavor of green lollies, with only thirty four saying lime should be wow. the flavor. So. Adding up both of our scores, it's pretty close. Like, in, in the grand scheme of things, this could have been a landslide either way. <laughs> True. Um, but I'd say, like, we're, we're not too far off. Both of, Our audience seems to agree largely with both of us. Um, but the, the final scores, one of us had 370 and the other had 408 points Ooh, okay, total. Okay, yeah. And I'm sorry to say, I Beck, think I knew but it, it seems... I saw it coming. <laughs> The strawberry milk brought you down to oh, 370. No. If you had chosen chalky milk, I'm almost certain you would have beaten me. Oh, I would so have. I would it, have. It really came down to it. Um, That's but okay. yeah, in the end, uh, it was a slight win out uh, from, from Team Chalky Milk. I will stand uh, by strawberry. Strawberry? I can't even say. <laughs> I will stand by strawberry and I will accept this loss this time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. As we mentioned, thanks for uh, putting in your yeah, votes thank you for so that. Because um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of fun, and we might do something again like that in future. Because sure. uh, yeah, like seventy votes on pretty much all of those different things. It's crazy. I didn't expect to get that much of a response. So yeah, we might do some more stuff like that in the yeah. future. Let's all um, have a glass of strawberry milk to celebrate. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's jump into our first story. Um, we're we're traveling to good old Mother Russia. Where we're looking into the fine arts, and this story is coupled with an awful first day of work. So we're looking at the Ooh, fine arts okay. and an awful first day of work. And our story starts with a security guard who is on his first day um, as doing security for an art gallery in the city of, and I apologize here, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Yekaterinburg. Uh, that that's my assumption of how it's pronounced. Mm. Um, I may have Googled it as well, and I don't know if they got it right. But <laughs> all in all, it's a combined effort to be yeah. probably incorrect. Um, now, I can only assume it was a slow day uh, at this art gallery, or maybe an overnight shift, perhaps. But this guy doing the rounds, he was bored. Like, he was like mind-numbingly bored, <laughs> pacing around the gallery, doing a whole lot of not much. Because it's this first guy's day, it's, I can't imagine they'd give him a whole bunch of responsibility or admin duties or any of that sort of stuff to do. Yeah, um, surely for it's just security. stand around and don't let the yeah. art get stolen. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't let people steal stuff yeah. and, and don't let people cause a ruckus. I feel exactly. like that would be the, the two things he's looking out for mm. on this particular day. So hours go by. Uh, and this guy, he's losing his mind from boredom. It's really just eating away at him bit by bit until he finally breaks. But how does he break this boredom? He, in, the, in this gallery, there was a painting that was being displayed depicting three faceless figures, um, or should I say formerly faceless figures, oh, no. because this guard, under the influence of boredom, decided to, on his first day, mind you, vandalize one of the paintings he was hired to protect oh on his God. first day. Like, I I just love the idea what? of him looking at the painting, standing back, like sort of like thumb, thumb like out looking at the painting. Um, and yeah. he's just like, I I know what this needs. It's and then just pulls something. out his pen. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, he used a ballpoint pen and drew eyes oh on all gosh. the all three faceless figures uh, in here. And... Um, what makes this worse is that it was a pretty pricey painting. Oh, no. uh, don't. We don't have a value listed, or at okay. least I wasn't able to find one, but I did find information saying that the painting is insured for a hefty amount close to $1.3 million Ooh. Australian Ooh. in just what it's insured for, which is madness. Oh, my that you, gosh. Oh, I... I just imagine that meeting, like, where the guy gets pulled in next day, called in, it's like... On your shift, someone has drawn eyes on this painting. It's like, oh, yeah. Did you like it? (laughs) That was me. (laughs) What do you think? How much do you think that'll go for? Uh, But, yeah, the fury of whoever owns that art gallery, I cannot begin to imagine. I mean, they say curiosity killed the cat, but I reckon boredom brings the bill. (laughs) (laughs) So we just heard a story about a very priceless piece of art being somewhat uh, misshapen, if that's a way to even describe what happened. (laughs) But I want to talk about another form of art, and it is the art of the con. So the con is in, you know... uh, a scam almost, but not, con- not the not, not the, the music musical school. Yeah. auditorium <laughs> yes. uh, in I think Sydney Uni. <laughs> yeah, not that one. <laughs> so, weird reference, but yeah, yeah, that is that is full of art though. But yeah, this is yeah. the art of the con. So, and it all happened when I was in New York. I think this was perhaps the second time I'd been with my family, and it was my family and then two other families that we travel with a lot. So, and this was our first day in New York, like all traveling together. And as a tourist in New York, one of the most exciting things is the subway. And New Yorkers will hear that and go, what is wrong with you? Because (laughs) the subway can be a very smelly and hot place. And we were just very excited by it. So we all (laughs) go down into the, down the stairs into the subway and they have these big, like, I'm not sure if it's different now because I haven't been in a little while, but when we were there, they had the ticket machines and we used to have similar ones in Sydney where you literally buy the ticket from, you know, you like oh, press yeah, the button yeah. kind of where you're going, how whether you want a day trip or a, a week trip or like that sort of thing. And so we went to go and buy the tickets from these machines and there's this guy standing by a gate to get into the subway and to try and paint the picture there was like the turnstiles to get into the subway Mm. and then next to it was like what i think is a um like an accessible gate so you could open it from the inside if you were inside the platform you could push it open and it would open up but if you're on the outside 
you had to have someone on the inside open it or someone with a key to open it for you. It wasn't like you could just uh, open it and okay. go in. So this guy was standing at that gate and he had his like hand on the top of it. So it wasn't able to close shut. And he had this like keychain around his neck or he had the keys in his hand, but they were definitely on like a lanyard and he looked super, super professional just like he worked there. And so we're at the ticket station and he goes, oh, hey, wait, also excuse my accent, but I'm trying to put on a New York accent. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was like, oh, wait, they're broken. They're broken. Don't use the machines. They're broken. And we were like, oh, okay. Just complete tourist like naivety where like this guy knows what he's yes, talking so- about. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, oh, okay, so sorry. Like, um, what should we do? And he was like, I'm going to help you out. I've got some tickets and and I'll just sell them to you for cash right here. And I don't know what we were thinking, but we were like, this guy is saving us. Like these ticket machines are broken, which mind you, we didn't even try to use them. I'm like, not sure why we didn't try to use them, but we're like, this guy is saving us. He knows what's going on. So he's like, you know, I can give you a... And also another side fact, I think there was maybe 20 of us. That's just a guess, but it was oh, uh, yeah. close to 20 of us in this in this th- group of three families. And he was like, I can sell you a, a week pass or a, or a day pass or a, a return pass, like all that sort of stuff. And the parents kind of looking at each other like, oh, I don't know, what should we get? I mean, we don't really know where we're going to go today, so maybe we shouldn't get the whole day pass. Um, and the cost for it, I can't remember, but... Just, I'm super glad that he didn't sell us the day pass or the week pass. Um, we haven't got to the the crux of the story yet, but I'm just telling you mm. now. I'm glad he didn't because I think we ended up getting the return pass just there and back, yep. and it cost us around a definitely over 150 bucks. I think I'm not sure oh. if I'm being way off, but it was it was definitely over 100 bucks. I might be slightly dramatizing this in my memory, but. Yeah, definitely over a hundred bucks. And we're like, thank you so much. And it's like, no worries, no worries. Come through the gate here. I've got it open for you. Just go and have a wonderful day. And we're like, thank you so much. That's so nice. So we get on the subway and we're talking about it. We're like, oh my gosh, New Yorkers are so lovely, aren't they? They're just helping us out. (laughs) (laughs) And, And then we do whatever we were doing and we go to get the metro back so we've we've gone out of the subway done our thing and then you should be able to come back in and use the metro pass to like go to another station or essentially go back where you were coming from and we're one at a time trying our tickets and they're like some of them are saying invalid some of them are saying not enough funds some of them are saying you know expired all this sort of stuff and we're like what's going on this guy this guy gave us our tickets how come they're not working how come some of us have like 50 cents left on it like was it like not a full ticket and then we look down and when they're using these metro tickets in the subway it's just like a paper ticket and you look down to the ground and the ground is just like almost covered in discarded metro tickets so this is where the moment of realization comes in that we have been scammed by a beautiful art form of con (laughs) this guy has essentially gone and collected these metro cards off the ground I don't know, somehow got that gate open and just stood there, right place, right time. We were literally the the prime target that he oh, was probably definitely. waiting for. Um, and so as much as it was a bit disappointing to realize that, you know, we had just given this guy like 150 bucks <laughs> for 
for him to open a gate for us. <laughs> um, it was pretty exciting when we realized that we had been scammed in New York and it was that like a tourist experience. Yeah, it like really bucket was. Bucket list, get scammed in New York. <laughs> I feel like we we all should have got like matching t-shirts or got like a mug. It's I, like I went to New York and all I got was scammed, something like that. I imagine there's just like a souvenir shop that sells that yeah. exact shirt. I love uh, it. But yeah, it was. I mean, you've got to give it to him. He executed it perfectly. It was oh, an art form and... That's like, surely that's the score it. of a lifetime <laughs> yeah. for him. Like, a group of 20 people right at that perfect moment. I know. And he's just like, boom. Yeah. Like, he's taken in the artist. cash. Couldn't have planned it better. Oh. <laughs> literally, yeah, literally could not have, have planned it better. Easy, easy money. Easy money. That's fantastic. <laughs> Zap the Podcast merch is finally here and you can check it out by heading to zapthepodcast.store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts and more all with original designs beautifully printed on quality fabric. So head on over to zapthepodcast.store and get yours today. Today we're going back to the cinema to cover the topic of boredom. Uh, as I've mentioned many times before, I spent quite a few years of my life working at a cinema, earning that sweet, sweet popcorn <laughs> money. But today's tale of the cinema also comes in the form of a list. Uh, so, Ooh, Beck, I I'm stealing your format because yep. <laughs> uh, it's too good not to share, really. It works, yeah. <laughs> um, now, working in the cinema can be uh, what I would describe a busy, busy stress, stress time uh, when it comes to like big releases, school holidays, like Boxing Day and East Holland Weekend. It's just oh, yeah. madness. Yeah. Uh, so busy. Um, but there's a side to the cinema that not many people would really consider at all, uh, which is the nine to five weekdays. Like a surprising amount of cinemas are open from the morning all the way through to midnight, like 9am to midnight most days, um, depending on the times and uh, who knows with with um, the lockdowns and stuff yeah, over the past, yeah. past couple of years. Um, but at the cinema I used to work at especially, some days you'd get only like 15 people from 9am to 5pm. Wow. And you would have so much time to kill in between just like doing your, your everyday duties. And yeah. oftentimes we get, we'd, we'd be given like extra jobs to do as well because there was nothing else to do. Like go um, count every it, single piece of popcorn and report back. Well, <laughs> sometimes well, if we had to do a stock take, it was like count all of these packets of stuff on the walls uh, and in the drawers yeah. and in the yeah. store. Yeah. So there was, a, there was some of that uh, like every couple of weeks. Um, but we, yeah, it was like there'd be a lot of time to kill, even if we were doing some of those, those sort of tasks. Um, and... I found it's amazing how creative you can be when you have just so much excess time in your hands. And uh, so here's where my list starts of the ways we killed boredom um, working at the cinema with no customers. <laughs> now, the first one that came to mind uh, was this little ice cream freezer that we had um, that just sort of sat at the front front counter. It was like one of those chest freezers, so it opens from the top. Um, it had like clear glass sliding things so you could... Uh, get into Jono, it. I can't um, hear you. <laughs> I don't know why. You can't hear me? Oh, no. Oh, wait. I know what uh, happened. Hello? Oh, okay. Hello? Uh, I don't know what happened. 
Okay, I can hear you now. Oh, hello? hello. Perfect. Okay. It was my bad. It was my bad. I No, that's all good. I like touched the side of my headphone and then Siri popped up on my laptop. Oh. And I don't know how. And then it made some weird like purring sound. It was like oh. and then I couldn't hear <laughs> I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> Trouble in the recording studio this week. <laughs> oh my god! I'll continue on. Last uh, from I... yeah. Was... Um, I thought it would come back, and so that's why I wasn't saying anything, and yeah, then it yeah. never came back. Um, what was the last thing you heard? We were talking about like stock take. Oh no, you were saying like it would get. You said like sometimes oh, when like there was stock take, quiet. there was uh, we'd count oh, stuff okay. on the wall, yeah, yeah. but when it was very quiet, and that's when the the yeah. purr came in. <laughs> the purr came in. Okay, yeah, no worries. Okay. I'll start off from there. Okay. Um. But yeah, sometimes when we do stock take, there was like we just have to count all the stuff out the front, like on the walls, in the drawers, all that sort of stuff. Um. But even still, even with those extra jobs that we'd have to do, there was so much time to kill, <laughs> and it's amazing how creative you can be when you have excess time uh, on your hands. Now, the first uh the first thing that came to mind when thinking about ways we mm. busted boredom uh working at the cinema that had no guests coming to it pretty much <laughs> um was we had these little ice cream freezers on the front counters um and overnight those freezers would they'd sit uh cuz we we take the ice creams out at the end of the day and put them in the big freezer um and so they would sit cold and empty and they'd build up a little layer of frost like all, on pretty much all sides inside of it mm. and there was, I think there's little in this world that's more satisfying than getting in under that ice and just like peeling it off the freezer Ooh, wall in one big layer. That and, would be oh, satisfying. <laughs> boy, just like the little cracks and shatters you hear as it gently releases, followed by the big like frosty crash mm. as it hits the bottom of the freezer, splitting into tiny little shards. Like sometimes, in, in fact, if I knew I was working like three di- three days in a row, I would make sure nobody touched the freezer. <laughs> So that, like, on on that third day, oh, I would just be able to peel off a lovely big layer of ice. On the um, third day, he froze again. On the (laughs) the third day, he froze again. Exactly. And, like, yeah, I would... It was just so, so satisfying to to just peel off a big chunk of ice and and let it shatter. Um, Now, like, although that was a lot of fun, it wasn't very time-consuming. So it was was a very short-lived boredom buster. Um, It was, like, a pretty regular one. We did it most days. uh, But, yeah, it's done pretty quickly. So you've got to find other things to do. And uh, the next one, it's not very creative. However, for some reason, I think this is the one we got in trouble for the most um, because we would buy little books from newsagent, uh, like full of Sudokus and crosswords and stuff, and we'd all huddle around the books solving the puzzles. That's so cute. Um, yeah, it's pretty cute, pretty wholesome. Team building. Um, yeah, and it was great because these books that have like hundreds of puzzles in them, um, and so we'd just like wait around. Um, but yeah, they, it was often shut down um by by my boss uh but luckily for us those books were pretty cheap it's so right. on, on break we'd just go out and get another one <laughs> and uh and use it and then hide it whenever the uh the boss was around i love that um so yeah that was another good one um but it wasn't very creative we're just buying books and and uh of crosswords and whatnot mm. and doing them 
But the most creative of all, and the last one on my list, is probably, it's got to be my favorite of all time, due to the sheer amount of planning, patience, and restraint we had in the process of bringing this boredom buster to life. Now, this one, it was a slow start. Um, what happened, every shift, uh, we'd be given like um, like our, our money that sits in the till for change and whatnot. Yeah. And that, that it'd have rubber bands in it to like keep the stack of notes together. So we'd take those rubber bands and we started collecting like just rubber bands every time we were on. And we had this little growing pile of rubber bands. <laughs> and as the pile grew... Uh, we started turning that pile of rubber bands into a rubber band ball. Oh, yes. Uh, and this was just phase one um, because rubber band ball was cool and we did muck around with it a bit. But um, it, it like slowly but surely, this ball grew to the size of probably just larger, not not much larger than a 20-cent coin. Very um, nice. And, but this was the, the pregame because once we were satisfied with the size of the rubber band ball, one day we're like, we could have even more fun with this rubber band ball. <laughs> and so we set up um, some popcorn tubs of different sizes on the back counter of the ticket area. And we began bouncing the ball off the floor and then off a wall and trying to get it to land in one oh. of the popcorn tubs. <laughs> and the smaller the tub, the more points I you like got. that. That's so fun. It was great. It was like, I have a vivid memory of it. And even though, like, I remember it so clearly, I'm pretty sure it didn't last very long uh, due to the obvious nature of the game. Yeah, and, um, true. And the harsh but fair shutting down of such activities uh, from, from the manager. Um, but yeah, like, reflecting on those experiences, I really see how invention comes from this necessity. And it, the necessity for us was just doing something we wanted something to do (laughs) anything please because yeah those days were long uh with not much happening (laughs) but uh, oh man those were some that's why the wheel was invented surely like that's why because they were so bored just standing i'm so bad i'm so bored of dragging things around (laughs) only there was a way (laughs) invention doesn't come from necessity it comes from boredom yeah we have So I often come to the podcast with some very varying stories of, I feel, entertainment level and also just where did these stories come from? Um, (laughs) But this is one that happened to me today and I really wanted to share it. And as I was experiencing this thing today, I was taking notes in my phone of like what I was thinking and what was happening so that then when it came to record the podcast, I would be able to retell it. But as I'm like, as it's happening and as I'm looking back on my notes, I'm like, it's not a very exciting story. I can tell you essentially what happened now was I was on the train home from work today and it started pouring with rain and yeah, 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 everyone would have experienced it where kind of where we live, Jono. It was just insane, heavy rain nonstop. I wasn't taking a breath for anyone. And So I got off the train and when you get off the train, there's like this bridge at my station that's undercover before you have to either cross the road, depending on which way you're going. And I'd driven to the station, but I'd parked really far away from where the station was. And so I'm just standing in this bridge, like dry, thinking... I really, really don't want to run to my car. And as I'm standing there, I'm like trying to work out what I'm going to do and noticing everyone around me. And I just found the whole experience quite funny that we were all trying to work out 
what to do. Like there was, it was a big <laughs> group of people. Like we, there were, we all seemed to be adults, but none of us could work out what to do to not get wet. And in the end, um, I ended up calling my mum to ask her to come pick me up to drop her me off to my car. But as you can see, that story, it's like, it's kind of funny, but, but it didn't quite convey yeah. it the way I wanted it to. So I've written a poem, which... This is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't think I've done before on the podcast. Um, I don't think I've written a poem. And to be honest, I don't think I've written a poem since high school. I wasn't sure <laughs> whether really to go serious or funny. And so I think it ended up being a bit of both. But I won't lie. I think there is some some techniques that an English teacher would love to pull apart Ooh. from this poem. So... I'll, I'll see if I can pick up on it yeah. as we go. <laughs> let's let's just dive in. So the title, of course, I have to start with the title, title, but it's not a game. It's a poem. So it doesn't rhyme, but there are things in the poem that do rhyme. So anyways, <laughs> the title of this poem is called Water Doesn't Know You. Let's go. Oh, that sounds so deep. I know. Oh, it my already. <laughs> We're off to, a, off to a deep start. Okay, let's go. In a world where names, titles, salaries, suburbs of residence mean so much, it's fascinating to recognize the size of their impact It's is actually quite small. In fact, I know a nature that doesn't care who you are. It isn't bothered by your status or your type of thinking. It will get you. It will wet you. Yes, I'm talking about rain. It thinks we're all the same. It causes us to forget all norms and think on instincts. My instincts stinked today. As I waited on the train bridge with the other commuters, I thought about how funny it was that we all looked so lost. From being so sure of ourselves on the train, we departed to find we'd been caught in our own lack of thinking ahead. We're now all feeling dread. Should I just run to my car? I thought as I watched other people dash, but I hadn't seen rain this hard since another time, but I was inside that time. What I'd give to be inside, what I'd give to be back inside this morning when I checked the weather and saw 31 and sunny. If I just scrolled across, I would have seen storm clouds and brought my umbrella and I wouldn't be standing here thinking how this is so funny yet weird at the same time. I saw someone slip in the water and I laughed. I looked around me and everyone else is having the same calculated thoughts as I am about how to not be drenched, but I can't tell if they're thinking about this as hard as I am. So I call my sister who hands the phone to my mum. I'm laughing because others are also waiting for someone to come get them too. Why are we so helpless and defenseless to a part of nature? It's senseless. Isn't it weird how people still run across the road when they're dry and under an umbrella? I like the people that walk as if it's no bother, almost to confuse those of us who are very bothered and stuck. My mum's on her way. I'm slowly edging closer to the edge of the covered station bridge as if it will ease the anxiousness and let me run on instincts unless I just wait until the rain subsides. Is that what other people are doing? Waiting till the thing that doesn't pick up and choose who it interrupts is interrupted? How is everyone else getting home? What have they been doing today? How funny we're all stuck here. There's a word for this way of thinking. Thinking, oh yeah, how am I going to protect myself from the rain? I didn't bring a jacket. Wait, you need to cut that bit out. Sorry, my okay. that pause is accidental. <laughs> my Google just <laughs> shut. Okay, it's up, back up. So go cut from, I didn't bring a jacket. It was 31 and sunny. It now seems funny. Bag over my head, hug my bag and cover with my head. My mum's car pulls up. All instincts leave head. I run. I get damp. 
but not as damp as I would have. I'll remember this time, next time I forget my umbrella. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, I'm low-key thinking I might go into poetry. <laughs> yeah, how, that was... And you just, like, you just smashed that out this afternoon. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. It was like, yep. This is going to be a poem now. Here it is. Poem. I know. It was kind of fun to write. Like, and I was telling Jono literally before we started recording, I'm like, I'm going to be five minutes late. I'm writing a poem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got that message. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> and then it's like, I had, that was a, a lengthy poem it as well lengthy, to write. Yeah. Because I realized I'd really overblown the situation in my head. So in my head, it seemed like this situation was going on for ages and um, so I think that's why the poem went on pages because there was a lot of thoughts I was thinking during this whole situation. But there it is. There's the art. And wow, yeah. a little bit of refined culture to finish off this yeah. episode with. <laughs> Zap that's really fantastic. is full of everything, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. It's a it's a real mixed bag. Yeah. You never know what you're gonna get. Don't say we don't uh, have like... range because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that does bring us uh, toward the end of the episode, though. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, Make sure to check us out on Instagram, uh, on TikTok, uh, Facebook, Twitter, at ZapThePodcast on all of those. And uh, make sure to check out our store, ZapThePodcast.store, for our merch. We've got some stuff up there um, that I'm sure you'll like. Just have a squeeze, see if you like it. If you like it, maybe buy it. (laughs) If you buy it, it'll be shipped to your house and then you'll be happy. Uh, that's how that's how capitalism works right (laughs) range Um, range exactly now we're talking politics (laughs) I'm sure that's something I've swore not to do on this podcast (laughs) enough of that Uh, but thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of Zap Bye. bye